0: Hey, Laura. Yeah? You want to talk about Leo? I surely do. Do-do-do to do, do, do Capricast. Let's talk about Leo. do do do, do, do Capricast. To listeners to Let's Talk About Leo, the podcast where we discuss the body of work of Leonardo DiCaprio, one film at a time. I am Meredith, and with me, as always, is my trusty sister and fellow Leo lover, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Uh, today, we are discussing Leo's minute but powerful performance in Woody Allen's 1998 movie Celebrity, or Celebrity, as they say it.
1: Celebrity, Celebrity, if I, Celebrity. If I wasn't a celebrity, would you be
0: so nice to me? If I didn't have if I didn't
1: have cheese like every day, would you still wanna be with me?
0: No, um. I, I just want some sweet, sweet cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like cheese, uh, and I know they're talking what? about money. I don't like cow what? cheese, and I can't eat it, so it makes my stomach upset. I prefer a good manchego or goat cheese. All right, you know all right,
1: that's nice. That's nice for you.
0: Moving on. Okay, whatever. Uh, before we do that, before we talk about celebrity, let's check in with one another. How are you, Laura? Oh,
1: I'm great. Uh, on Friday this week, I officially adopted my foster dog, Oliver. Nice job. Well done. Good for you. Thank you. He has lived with me since January, and he came to me on five different medications, and he was like a sad and dejected like puppy. He was well. He's four, but he was sad. He was underweight and now he's filled out he's off all of his medicines and he's learning to dog again
0: oh what a sweet boy congratulations ollie Uh welcome to the ltl
1: ltal family i can't talk today he says he says thank you um he's learning to be outside which he does not do very well just like outdoors and he's learning to cuddle and the other night i heard him barking in his sleep while he was dreaming i know so nice and Emma, my other dog, has just been, like, a really amazing mentor for him. <laughs> and he just watches her do things and he learns. And um, she's also, like, his protector. She's 43 pounds and he's 8 pounds. Oh, and so, so tiny. Yeah. And so when someone, like, comes over to pet him and he doesn't want them to, she, like, stands in front and blocks them.
0: Oh, good mama dog.
1: Yeah, when he, he gets scared, um, like, sometimes he gets scared when my – phone buzzes when someone texts me, and then he runs and jumps on her back.
0: Oh, well good for you guys. Happy little family.
1: Thank you. It's so beautiful, and I'm just, I'm really glad he's part of our little pack now. I still have no dogs. Just, I'm just sorry. Just an update on that. Well, you have a fiancé, so... It's not, it's not the same thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't have one of those, and you do, and I have dogs, and you don't. So I'm just saying, like, we each have something the other one doesn't you have. You
0: can't go to, like, a fiancé store. You know what I mean? Adopt, don't shop, but you can't go to a fiancé store.
1: You can't go to a fiancé shelter? No. Yeah, you can't go to there.
0: Right. It's harder to acquire one. And anyway. also, rejected <laughs> fiancés sometimes are a bad deal. <laughs> Whereas uh, shelter dogs are perfectly wonderful.
1: Yes. Both of my dogs are shelter dogs. So how was your week? Good. I discovered that um, – so <gasps> Your week was it good? It was good. Cheers. I'll tell you why.
0: I'll I, tell you why.
1: I told you I was going to cheers you when you had a That's good week. That's condescending. Cheers. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's <laughs> yeah, not. It's celebratory. It's a condescending. condescending.
0: Um, but anyway, so I've been tired for like two years, and I couldn't figure out why. Like I was going to like doctors and be like, excuse me, why am I so tired? And they would just like – you know, run a bunch of blood tests and tell me I was normal. But what no one ever thought to tell me is that I probably have allergies. And I started taking Zyrtec after I worked at this um, dog adoption event in Brooklyn. And um, I was really allergic to something that was on the dog. And so I started taking Zyrtec every, I don't know why I kept taking it, but I kept taking it every day. And then all of a sudden I'm like a damn Disney princess, just like waking up in the morning, feeling great. i like wanting to do things and not being so tired all the time. It's fantastic. I'm delighted. Thank you to the makers of Zyrtec. They did not sponsor this. Is that the one with like the little B? No, I don't know which one that is. The one that sounds like Antonio Banderas. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. It's a nasal spray though. And I don't do nasal Ah. sprays. I can't put things in my nose. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted. Very nice. Um, yeah. So that was, that was my week. Um, How was Leo's week? Do you have any news for us? I do. I do have some news. Um, So we all know about Leo's uh, group of friends, however unsavory they may be. (laughs) David Blaine. Um, But uh, they called themselves very infamously, very famously, uh, the Pussy Posse, which is disgusting. (sighs) That's so Predatory and um, very juvenile, shall we say. I bet it was David
1: Blaine's idea.
0: I bet it was David Blaine's idea or that guy that was on Mad Men that beat up Elizabeth Berkeley's boyfriend because she didn't want to hang out with him.
1: Yeah. Not the boyfriend, didn't want to hang out
0: with the guy who did the beating up of things. Yeah, I bet he it was. Bet definitely, it, was it was definitely
1: not Toby Maguire.
0: No, or Leo. I bet they just thought it was funny and they didn't understand how horrible their friends were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, they have changed their name. I, I guess they did this a while ago. That I found out about it this week. Um, they submitted an application for a change of name? They did. They have changed their name with the <laughs> Friendship Group Name Bureau. Um,
1: they are no
0: longer the PP or the Pussy Posse. They are mm-hmm. the Wolf Pack.
1: Oh, oh, oh! That's so nice that a group of 40-year-old men has a little title for their girlfriend group. That's so yeah, cute. Yeah. You know, I was part of a Wolf Pack once. My, I had a group of friends that we were called the Wolf Pack. I'm sorry, What? 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 <laughs> I didn't say anything. You were part of a group (laughs) of
0: friends called the Wolf Pack? I yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah. But you're not forty, so it's okay.
1: (laughs) I was I was almost thirty, but yeah. It's cool. It's cool.
0: Um, yeah. And you know, I'm just very pleased with this change of name. I think it's good. I think it's good too. They're moving in a positive direction. I hope they've dropped some members seriously. of the group as well who were um toxic I seriously hope so. And uh brought brought just a really
1: bad vibe. I wonder like if you're in the wolf pack and you mess up if they like bring you to a darkened room and Leo's like sitting in a chair and like turns around and gives you a speech.
0: You know, like, and Toby Maguire is standing behind him as his constable. So basically, like,
1: they're the ma- they're a mafia, <laughs> like they're yes. they're a mafia family, and Leo's the Don. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. And um, he's like, "You bring shame upon our group." <laughs> and then yes. somebody takes him out on that one out onto a boat and shoots him in the head. Oh, Fredo, <laughs> Fredo style. style. <laughs> but before that, Spoiler Leo gives alert. him. A- Sorry, guys. <laughs> before that, Leo gives him like a smack right on the lips. Yeah. Yeah. The Fredo kisses Mm -hmm. him. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: How did you know that I watched that episode of New Girl today?
1: Uh, I didn't, but you have been watching a lot of New Girl lately.
0: Well, I had to go back to the beginning after I finished it. You gotta, you gotta like, it's a
1: circle of life. It's true. It's true.
0: (laughs) Do you have any Leonis?
1: Um, it's kind, yeah, and kind of related to yours, actually.
0: Oh, how delightful. Yeah.
1: It's about the Wolfpack, kind of. And this may actually give us a clue as to who's involved in the Wolfpack now. So, as we are recording this... It is the end of the first weekend of Coachella. If you don't know what Coachella is, for some reason, it's this big music festival in the Coachella Valley in California with like, you know, shows and parties. And I think there's art there too. I'm not sure. Everybody looks really, really cool. Everybody. I mean, honestly, like I can't go there because I'm not cool enough. I don't have anything that I could wear.
0: I own no headbands that go across my forehead. There
1: are no fat people. Yeah. Ugly people not allowed. Everyone is skinny. Yeah, ugly people are not allowed. Fat people are not allowed. uh non—just people who don't have that like air of really awesome coolness do not are not allowed to go to Coachella. Yeah, so there's like a co- bunch of concerts and stuff. I guess Drake was there in like doing some show. I hate Drake. I just had to bring that up. You know that I can't anyway. speak
0: on Drake as my degrees of separation are just one. Who? What? I can't speak on Drake. My degrees of separation are just one.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. So anyway, it's like a big festival and celebrities are all about it and Leo is no exception. He is there this weekend with some of his members of the wolf pack, including his main man Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. I know, I think Toby I think the wolf pack might now be just like Leo and Toby. They're a two-man wolf pack. They're a two-man wolf
0: pack. What about that one guy <laughs> that lived with Leo until 2010 when Bar Raphael it kicked him out?
1: Oh yeah, he might also be in, I forgot his name, but he might also still be in, still be in, but he's not at, or he was not mentioned as being at Coachella, but they are also there with Orlando Bloom. Orly Bloom, Legolas. Is this a friendship you would encourage?
0: Um, sure, why not? Orlando Bloom doesn't seem like he's got a lot going on. I mean, he hasn't done anything since Pirates of the Caribbean, and apparently there's a new one of those, and I don't know if he's in it. Well, he did Katy Perry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's not anymore. They have they have splitsville. I know, um, and now we just have those photos of him naked paddleboarding to enjoy. Oh, actually, I saw those. Of course, right you on. Everyone saw. They were those. great.
1: <laughs> um, I don't think Orlando Bloom is a real member of the pack, but apparently they are friends. And the thing I read described uh, Leo's time at Coachella as a boy's weekend. So he just, he didn't bring his girlfriend. Um, And he's basically just hanging out with Toby. Like the article said that he was there with Toby and Orlando, but he was only hanging out with Toby. (laughs) And, you know, like when you're hanging out with, you know, three people and like two of them gang up. I think that was happening. And also he was hanging out with a bunch of models. Surprise. It's a freaking prize. Oh, so
0: he's new girlfriend shopping. He's new girlfriend shopping. Ew. But Yeah. Oh God, that's, that's Leo. probably what's happening. Sorry, twenty-five-year-old lady, you just aged out. <laughs> you just aged out. You probably turned
1: twenty. No, you turned twenty-five. Yeah, she turned twenty-five, and so he took her to you know the Caribbean to just like as a, a farewell.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like when they put um, when like uh, the they whatever that group of people is put old people on icebergs or uh, on ice things and push them out to sea. <laughs> Isn't it the uh, Eskimos? Is that what they're called? Inuits. There we go. Oh,
1: sorry. Okay, I was wrong. Um, Yeah, so do you remember that video of Leo a couple years ago dancing at Coachella? No, I do not. He was like, somebody was there and they were, he was just like walking about like, you know, he wasn't like didn't have like an entourage or anything and he was just like standing there enjoying this music and he was really just like living his best life and expressing himself through dance in a magical way and it makes me happy to know that he has these times where he's not like you know saving the environment or working to entertain the masses and he's just like chilling with his buddies and being free. You know and he just
0: gets to be a person.
1: And he just gets to be a person. So here's the thing. I have like a little announcement for anyone. If you encounter, if you ever encounter Leo like in the wild, <laughs> either at Coachella or on the street or anywhere that he isn't like making an official appearance as part of his job, just be really cool and leave him alone. I mean, if it's yeah, awkward gen- for you.
0: Generally do that with all celebrities.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it's awkward for you not to say hi or something, like if you make eye contact and he smiles and you're just like, whip your head away that's not cool like be kind but um but like don't stalk him down don't crowd his space just let him live don't scream just let him don't cry just let him live his life because as much as we all feel like he kind of belongs to us and he's our pal he's not and he deserves to be able to just relax when he's not working so meredith what would you do if you saw leo out in the wild I would call you and I would scream, the eagle has landed. <laughs> <laughs> that is the code word.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a reality that I live with every day that I might see Leo in the wild. I hate you.
1: That's all.
0: I mean, you might see Leo in the wild. Maybe he'll come to the Madonna Inn.
1: Maybe. You could see anybody in the wild anywhere. So. It's true. Yeah. It's true. If I saw him, I would also call you. And I would observe him, but I I wouldn't try to talk to him or follow him or anything. I think that the existence of this podcast eliminates any chance of us not being seen as insane fangirls in any way. So I'd prefer to just keep him at a distance. So I wouldn't bother him at all.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't bother him at all. Just let him do his thing. I might smile and, like, do that thing that I did with Jake Gyllenhaal on the C train. Mm -hmm. Although, you know what? I maintain to this day, Jake Gyllenhaal was staring at me. Maybe. I had to acknowledge it. It was weird. I was almost Mrs. Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe you had something in your teeth
1: or you smelled like farts.
0: No, I smelled really good. Yeah, right. I had nothing in my teeth. My teeth are not teeth that collect items. Nobody looks good on this. What? What?
1: Your teeth are just like everyone else's.
0: No, I almost never get food stuck in my teeth. Almost never.
1: And your farts smell like roses?
0: No. They stink (laughs) (laughs) horribly. (laughs)
1: so that's my news for the week and my announcement you know just putting out a little psa for everybody
0: Mm -hmm. nice nice um all right so to celebrity uh laura
1: had you seen celebrity before i had not seen celebrity before largely because i hate woody allen why is that laura I dislike him as a filmmaker, and I think that he has exhibited the behavior of a garbage human being, and it's hard for me to separate someone's grossness in real life from their art, but particularly in the case of Woody Allen, because the only stories he ever tells are about himself. So it's like you can't separate it. He's just gross, and his characters are gross. The way his characters approach life, it's like this mix of like self-loathing and self-indulgence and general, like cynicism, and it just isn't my jam. (sighs) It's all the things I try not to feed in myself. So when I watch Woody Allen movies, I just get like depressed about humanity. Do you remember when I saw Annie Hall?
0: Everyone remembers when you saw Annie Hall.
1: I kid you not, gentle listeners. I watched that movie because everyone was like, oh, it's so good. It's a classic. It's one of the best love stories. And so I watched it and I got up and I turned it off at the end. And then I got into my bed, and I basically did not get out for a full week.
0: <laughs> it's a true story.
1: I lost faith in love and in life, and it had an incredibly negative impact on me. I remember Mom standing in your doorway, being like, "Wait, no, I lived in. Mira, it's a movie. I lived in. That's that's a false memory because I lived in Seattle. What? Yeah."
0: I totally have this in my head wrong. Yeah. So you apparently got depressed about another movie. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe mom was on the phone with you. I remember mom saying, Laura, it's just a movie.
1: No, it's not. It's real. It's gross. Um, So after that, I swore off Woody Allen for life. And the only reason I broke that oath is because of my dedication to this podcast and for the love of Leo. So.
0: Wait, you've never seen Midnight in Paris?
1: No, I swore off Woody Allen. He ruined. You should see Midnight in Paris. You would really, really like it. That's what everyone said about Annie Hall.
0: It's not like other Woody Allen movies. It still has some of the same like tropes and issues, but it's it's a good movie. You should watch it. You'd like
1: it. I don't think that I will see that. I have a list of movies that I need to see. See that movie. Listen, you will really like it. It will go on the list, but I have a list of movies that I need to see that are not Leo movies, and right now, I'm entirely consumed with Leo. I have no time for Woody Allen.
0: Fine. Whatever.
1: So anyway, have you seen this movie? No,
0: because I also hate Woody Allen, outer than Midnight <gasps> Why? <in> Paris,
1: <laughs> Why do you hate Woody Allen?
0: <laughs> I hate Woody Allen for the same reasons that you stated. I
1: think- Wait, personally or professionally?
0: Both. Both. Mm -hmm. both but I have a really hard time separating the allegations against him which are many and very public Mm -hmm. from his work because those themes are present in his work there's often like he like Woody Allen really only ever writes movies about himself he is always the main Mm -hmm. character it's just like not always played like that like Owen Wilson doesn't necessarily play Woody Allen Um, In this movie, Kenneth Branagh definitely plays Woody Allen. But, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I just, I'm like, you're not, he's not interesting. I'm bored. I'm bored. It's like, it's just, it's so, I don't know. It's so self-indulgent. It's so ugly. And then he's always trying to convince some, like, young, hot thing to go out with him. And I'm like, leave her alone. You are an old man.
1: And you're just, and you're disgusting. And. You're not like, I don't find his neuroses charming in the least.
0: No, like, it's not like. It's, I'm not
1: entertained. No, he's
0: not like <laughs> Nick Miller, where you're like, oh, you're afraid of blueberries <laughs> and tap water. That's hilarious. I love Nick Miller. Yeah, Nick Miller is n- neurotic and funny and like is cynical, but somehow funny. And like, but Woody Allen is just like, uh he makes me. He brings despair. He, br- he does. He brings despair <laughs> wherever he goes. He is the angel of death.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's just gonna he, he brings hellfire and he breathes it all over the people <laughs> he is the end, beginning of the end times um yeah no I just
0: I don't care for his artistic work I don't care for him as a person I don't really like that he married his stepdaughter or whatever mm-hmm. and that he just like is convinced that there's nothing wrong with what he's done and just continues living his life and And uses
1: his work to validate his own life choices. Yes.
0: And I also believe uh, Frank Sinatra's son, who stands by his sister.
1: Heck yeah. Ronan Farrow is definitely Frank Sinatra's son. You're not fooling anybody. Doesn't he like hang out with Frank Sinatra's family and stuff too? And it's like, oh, we're just
0: good friends. And I'm like, no, man, that's your dad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he knows. He just is like. What? It's none of our business, you know? <laughs> but don't lie to us. We're not stupid. We have eyes, Mia Farrow. We have eyes and ears. Yeah, when he like, talks, you, you're like, I'm <laughs> sorry, what?
0: And sometimes he's on the Today Show, and I'm like, Frank Sinatra's on the Today Show.
1: <laughs> like this really hot guy with like piercing blue eyes, and he's like, Yeah, this is my dad. And he points to like this shriveled old man in glasses, like, who's like this hideous <laughs> creature. And <he's> like, no, <laughs> who just goes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Woody Allen. I think I'm greater than I am. <laughs> and he's like, "South of the border." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's yeah, the Frank um, Sinatra song I went with. That was a good one. I love that, that was song. A really
0: weird song.
1: Um, no, that was it. That we're on. We're off on a little tangent cool. here. Bring us back. Bring us back in. Rope us back okay. in.
0: Okay. So uh, did this movie – what did you expect this movie to be?
1: Crap. You just expected it <laughs> to be crap. I expected it to depress me the way that Annie Hall did just because, like, that left such a mark on my soul. And it didn't actually – was it wasn't as devastating as Annie Hall. It was more like – it was unremarkable. It was – it had the potential – to ask and answer good questions, and it did not address them. (laughs) It addressed only, like, Woody Allen's personal issues. Mm -hmm. And the only saving graces in this movie are Kenneth Branagh, who just, like... Be still my heart. ...killed it as Woody Allen. Oh, he's so good. His American accent, I didn't even recognize him at first, because his accent, his American accent is amazing. Like, he's dead on. It's as good as Spike's English accent.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: Spike, friend of the podcast, James Marsden. What's up, James? Um, he's a listener. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and of course, Leo. Leo's Leo's vignette there, like, really saved the day for me. Um, and I was really, yeah, that was like the Those were the two things in it that were the good things, and the rest of it, I. Could have gone my whole life without seeing it. It wasn't like I hated it. It was just like, not, it was like unspecial, you know, it was Woody Allen.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It was another Woody Allen movie, like rewrapped in different paper. Black and white paper. Yeah. His one story rewrapped, and he's like, this is a different gift. <laughs> it's like, oh no, God. it's still garbage. Woody
0: Allen is <laughs> such a re-gifter he's just he's for like 30 years has just been like here's the same movie more than 30 years like 40 something years has been like here's the same movie here's the same movie <laughs> and you're just like woody i didn't want this movie the first time i told you that and you keep giving me the same movie i'm pretty sure we can't be friends anymore it's
1: like this time kenneth brown is in it it's different like no it's not I hired a British actor to play myself, and I made him way more attractive than me because I'm hideous. Oh. Oh, God, it's so hard to talk about things that I don't like because I have like no excited passion for them. <laughs> it's like the opposite. I just want to like lay down and start just go just making noises, like. Brah! But yeah. Okay. Anyway, how did you, how? What's your reaction to this movie?
0: Um, so I expected this movie to be. Um, boring, Mm -hmm. and depressing, Mm -hmm. and convoluted, Mm -hmm. and irritating. Uh And it was all of those things.
1: Oh. I was going to say the trifecta, but it was like four things you listed, right? Yeah. Sorry. The
0: quadfecta. Uh, Quadfecta. Um... Like, good luck to you trying to explain the plot of this beast to our gentle listeners Mm. because it's a disaster. It is, it again, it is just a Woody Allen movie about an erotic man who thinks he's too good for the woman that he's with. So he, like, leaves on a soul journey to find the perfect woman who happens to be, like, 19, and then he
1: can't make it work with her either. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's totally selfish and gross.
0: Yeah. This, like, okay. This is what I have to say. This movie like all Woody Allen movies, is about Woody Allen Mm -hmm. and how he thinks he is way cooler and more interesting than he is. Mm -hmm. But really, he just somehow gets to spend time with hot people. Yeah. Like, the close proximity to hotness does not an interesting man make.
1: Well, and he also seems to be one of those people who thinks that anxiety and depression make you deeper than everybody else. And cynicism. Because yeah, you contemplate your own death. Yeah. Anxiety, depression, and cynicism make you deeper and better than everybody else in the world. You're so much so he's cooler. He's
0: like all of the people in my senior year writing workshop. He was
1: he's he's like me for twenty seven years. <laughs> but my I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't cool though. Neither is he. Nope. Yeah. Like I don't get what people see in his work. I don't get it. I gentle I,
0: listeners, if you're a Woody Allen fan Please write us an email. Explain. Because all I see is a sad, sad man trying to convince us all that it's okay for him to be sad because he gets to hang out with hot people.
1: And it's okay for him to be a pedophile. Because he gets to hang out with hot people. Uh Uh-huh. And that, you know, like, just like I said, validating his own life choices through his work and then being like, hey, let's put this out here. And if everybody is okay with it in the movie, I'm basically validating my own choices. I'm okay. I'm Woody Allen. (sighs)
0: Yeah, okay. please explain this to us, someone. We, we someone. don't get it. I, but I, per- okay. I prefer Mel Brooks. <laughs> I could watch Me Dracula too. Dead
1: and loving it every day of my life. Let's also um, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh my god, I love Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's a great movie. It's way better than this turn. Some like some, unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> Very nice, Carrie Elwes. Thank you. Um. Shall we just dive right into the actual movie here? Yes, please. This okay. over with. Because <laughs> <laughs> next is the beach, and I want to talk about the beach right now.
0: <laughs> I do, too.
1: But, you no, know, we have to wait. This is the life we have chosen. <laughs> this is the work that we do. This is our path, and it's not always pleasant.
0: Mm-mm. Not everyone can be a winner.
1: We set out to watch every film of Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio's. And that, does, that means we cannot pick and choose with the exception of one that he does not want us to watch. But,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As Sir, as Sir Archibald Gracie says, or Colonel Archibald Gracie, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: glad that united him. He deserved it. I know. Even though <laughs> he's American. That's cool. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so the background. Celebrity was released on November 28, 1998, when Leo was 24 years old. Um, it was written and directed by <laughs> enemy of the podcast, Woody Allen. Ooh, I need to add him to our <laughs> list.
0: Yeah, um, gentle listeners, we have a list on the podcast or on the podcast website of friends and enemies of the podcast. Please go enjoy.
1: Yeah, like if you if you're wondering, you know who we are friends with and who we are at war with, just that's a quick place to consult. And then there's we give some reasoning behind uh, why the people were chosen.
0: Yes, it's very sound um, and scientific
1: very very and woody allen will now be placed on the enemy of the podcast side um in an odd twist for this podcast this movie does not actually star leo shame it could have benefited from that it really could have um kenneth brana and judy davis play the lead roles and are accompanied by a supporting cast full of celebrities including melanie griffith charlize theron uh winona Ryder, jk simmons Oh, by the way, J.K. Simmons is the guy uh, he won an Oscar uh, for Whiplash and he's in the commercials for insurance. And he's the dad from Juno. And he's the dad from Juno. And his part in this movie was the only part that made me laugh when he's me selling too. Those, those Jesus. He's Okay, so he's selling these Jesus um, statues. <laughs> he's like, you put you put a uh, red food dye in there, and you pump it right out and it looks like he's bleeding. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, Comes out of his wounds. Just like comes (laughs) squirting out of his wounds. (laughs) That was the only part that I laughed out loud at. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. So J.K. Simmons, uh, fashion designer Isaac Mizrahi, Deborah Messing, Joe Mantegna, B.B. Newworth, Gretchen Maul, Hank Azaria, and, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. Unfortunately, there is also a cameo from Perennial Garbage Person, all-time creeper and current president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. (sighs) Do you have anything to say about that?
0: I think you should finish talking about the background of this movie, and we can discuss
1: the president's cameo later. Okay. All right. Uh, The entire movie is shot in black and white to evoke the feeling of old Hollywood, which is like basically when celebrity culture began. I don't think it worked particularly well for that purpose, but I didn't really mind the black and white. Oh, it drove me
0: crazy.
1: Really? Why? It drove me
0: crazy because it was just so pointless and he even made a joke about it. And I was like, just because you're making a joke about it, it's like those dudes who are like, yeah, I beat the crap out of that guy. And it's like, no, you actually beat the crap out of that guy and making a joke about it doesn't make it any better. (laughs) <laughs> like, but he's doing it with, like, my movies in black and white. I'm so pretentious. And I'm like, no, you're actually pretentious.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make it better if you, like, tell us you're pretentious. We already know. <laughs> uh, the movie didn't do particularly well at the box office, and it wasn't a particularly good movie overall.
0: True story. That's the background. True yeah. story. Um, so can you very briefly explain the plot of this, and then we'll we'll explain how Leo fits into said plot?
1: Okay, so this movie is a little bit different than the other movies we've done for two reasons. The first is that Leo is only in the movie for 10 minutes. So rather than like detailing the entire plot, we're going to focus in depth on his scene and just kind of give you a skeleton of the rest of it. To be honest, the rest of the plot isn't that important anyway. And the spirit of the film can be summed up in just discussing Leo's scene. Uh, The second reason is that this movie, like many Woody Allen movies, is made up of episodes that could be complete stories in themselves, but are like strung together to make a larger story. So, the main characters are Lee and Robin Simon, a couple who are divorcing. Robin is a repressed Catholic woman who is not very exciting in the bedroom, and Lee wants to go out and experience other bodies because he's disgusting. Super gross. Super gross. And he slept with her best friend. I mean, that right there just, like, tells you what relationships are about to Woody Allen. Bodies. Bodies. Because he's like, oh, she's not very exciting. I better go get another body. Never mind that there's all these other things about relationships. God, I hate this guy. (sighs) So they've been married uh, for years, and just because she's vanilla, uh, her husband is going to leave her. Lee's vignettes all focus on his desire to, A, bingity-bangity with hot ladies, and B, be in close proximity to famous people so he can sell his screenplay about an armored car robbery. Because he's a writer. Kind of. I know, Oh, I'm right? so sorry.
0: I fell asleep.
1: I know. So basically he's a self-absorbed creepy jerk. Basically he's Woody Allen. <laughs> he's Woody Allen. Um, so he tries to sell his screenplay to several famous people and one of them is... Um, a hot actor at the time Brandon Darrow uh, Played by another super hot actor One Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio Woo-hoo! Leo saves the day I know I got When we were, I was watching this I just kept thinking When is he going to show up When is he going to show up I'm watching this I can't wait very much longer <laughs> When is he going to show up
0: I know I almost thought about just YouTubing his scene
1: Like we did for Critters 3 Yeah but I couldn't do it No we couldn't because we've chosen this mm-hmm. life and we can't cheat. Um, in Leo's little episode, his so, <laughs> yeah. So I, was t- I texted Meredith right before I texted her, like, where's Leo? And then all of a sudden he came on the screen and I was like, oh, there he is, dot, dot, dot. Because when you see Leo's character, Brandon, he's like completely losing it on his girlfriend. He's assaulting her and screaming. And um, he says that she her friends tried to plant coke on him. So, Meredith, I think that he is basing um, this off of a particular person. Yeah. If you think – I don't know if you think it's the same person. No, but I, I
0: definitely do. think he's basing it off of a specific human.
1: Me too. So, okay. We'll say it on three, and if it's wrong, we'll just look embarrassing. Okay. okay. One, two, three. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely basing his this, this character off Johnny Depp in his hotel trashing days.
0: I don't think that phase is, is over. I think he's still in that phase. No, I think he went back to it. Oh, I think he was okay yeah. for a while. Yeah, because he had small children and Vanessa Parody keeping him in mm-hmm. line.
1: Yeah. Vanessa, but, where have you gone? <laughs> but this character, Brandon, is like holding his girlfriend down in the bed, calling her a bitch, calling her names, um, throwing things at her. I don't think he ever hits her, but he's just basically kind of terrorizing her. And um, security arrives to the hotel room at the same time Lee does, because Lee is going to be doing an interview with Brandon, um, because he interviews celebrities for a living. And while the fight's being broken up, Lee takes this moment to try to talk to Brandon about his screenplay. Because, of course, it's all about him, right? As you do. Yeah, <laughs> like the girlfriend is hanging off of Leo or Brandon and he's like yelling at the cops and then also Lee is like talking at them like, oh, I I have this, this screenplay. It's about an armored car. Like, dude, know your moment. Mm-hmm. Get What are you doing? Yeah. So they're hauling Brandon off to jail or they're taking him out of the um, hotel to go to jail in front of all his screaming fans when he gets a he gets like a pass for being famous and they're like, oh okay, you're a famous guy. Never mind. You know, just don't do that again. And everything's fine. Then Brandon's like, hey, we're going to go to Atlantic City. Uh, Lee, come with me. (laughs) And Lee's like, okay. And so they go to Atlantic City to see a fight and gamble, all while Lee won't shut up about his freaking screenplay. And Brandon pays like no attention to him except to like make brief suggestions about it. I, like, tell him that he needs to rewrite entire scenes and things like that. Um, they end up back at Brandon's room, and Lee is following Brandon around, talking about his screenplay again, and Brandon's, like, snorting coke, and then he decides that they're going to have some group sex. Again, as you do. Nor, I mean, what, what would you do after, you know, seeing a fight and gambling a while? I mean, totally normal, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It could be. And if that is your, those are your decisions, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, no no judgment. It's just it No judgment. It, it's just not a situation that I find myself in every day.
1: No, me neither. Me neither. Um me see. Okay, so involved in this group sex is uh, Brandon, his girlfriend, some unknown bitch, and Lee. Mm-hmm. And Lee's like, uh, I'm cool with the girls, but I don't really want to be in close proximity with male genitalia. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's like, Um, you've been in a locker room before, right? It's the same thing. Let's do this.
0: So That logic is so amazing. Is there a lot of, like, group I- sex happening in locker rooms
1: that I missed? No, it's the close genitalia proximity that he's talking about. Because they're not actually going to, like, touch each other. They're just going to be having yeah. sex with people next to each other, which I'm like, what? Is- I don't get that. <laughs> I don't
0: understand what's happening. I don't think I understand the dynamic that was created.
1: I know he just met this guy, <laughs> and the guy's super annoying and not very attractive. So, um, so what if you were invited to this uh this group sex thing, and it was like you didn't get Leo?
0: Oh my god, I would leave.
1: <laughs> you you get Lee. Ew. In his with like, his terrible hair, I'd be like, I got to I, I forgot I have herpes, and then I'd leave. <laughs> I forgot. I- I would use my classic uh, d- excuse. I, I have diarrhea. Oh yeah, I have to go. All
0: caps D is always a great idea because no one can argue with it. Exactly.
1: Herpes. He could be like, "Well, I do too," so never. So that's fine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Don't use herpes. Yeah, no, diarrhea is a much. Whenever I, <laughs> whenever I find myself in this situation, I never use herpes.
0: <laughs> whenever I need to get out of group sex.
1: <laughs> yes, I always use diarrhea. It works very well. but anyway so lee partakes in this brandon and his they're all in the same bed brandon and his lady are being very athletic (laughs) and lee is just like he doesn't even he's so annoying and ridiculous that he like agrees to do this like thing with brandon here but then he doesn't actually do it he just lays there and talks about himself and about his freaking screenplay. Yeah. And this poor lady girl's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Oh, my screenplay." Ah.
0: Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so bored.
1: Yeah, she should have been like, "I have diarrhea," and then got up and yeah. left. Um. After this is all over, after they have their time together, um, they get up and Brandon kicks him out of the room, and says that he'll um, he's really interested in his screenplay. But he'll talk to him after he makes two more movies. And also his agent will contact him about the $6,000 that Brandon owed him. I mean, lent him for gambling. And then he shuts the door in his face. So anyway, so that's the end. That's Leo's 10 minutes in this movie. That's, that's it. (laughs) Thoughts on Leo's performance? Leo's
0: performance was great. I agree. He was great. I think he was intentionally playing Johnny Depp. I think he did a great job. Um, yeah, he even
1: did this, like, um, his hair was kind of longer the way that Johnny Depp's was in, like, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And he would do this thing with his hand that Johnny does a lot, like, sweeping his hair out of his face.
0: Yeah. And just, like, the outfit was very Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Um, Plain white shirt. And and let's be fair, Johnny Depp is not the only, like, famous dude to trash a hotel room. Like, that's just a thing that they do, apparently, because, you know, I don't know. No one stops them, and it doesn't matter, so why wouldn't they? Um... But yeah, I thought it was, I thought he did a really good job of capturing how quickly situations can, and when when you are like a public figure, like you have to be able to turn things on and off so quickly. So he goes mm-hmm. from like freaking out at this girl to like having a normal conversation with somebody else.
1: Yeah, with Lee. Like he's actually, he turns one direction and he's like screaming and then he turns back and he's like, yeah, what now? <laughs> like, <laughs> just like completely alters everything when he turns his head towards Lee and starts talking to Lee
0: yeah and I think also it like showed how much we let celebrities get away with oh yeah like because we isolate them from the real world and we they don't really have any consequences for what they do so they oftentimes become like their id Mm -hmm. like they just they have no like impulse control and they just kind of do whatever they want, and nothing ever happens to them, and everything's great. Because, why? Wh- wh- again, why would anybody cause any problems for this guy? He's staying in this hotel and obviously bringing lots of business. Mm-hmm. And it looks bad for the hotel to, like, be mean to him. Yeah. And, and even the girlfriend won't leave because, again, like, her, where is she going to have a life that, that,
1: that's that amazing? So
0: sad. Other than the abuse.
1: <laughs> yeah. What, what were your thoughts on Leo? i um, pretty much the same. I thought he did an excellent job. Um I thought the intensity of his anger when he's freaking out at the girl was like incredibly daunting. <laughs> like he's he can get really angry.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's really stressful when Leo gets really angry and I think he like I, I don't know. I don't think he likes doing scenes where he has to brutalize ladies, but he does a really good
1: job with them. He does. He really does. And he also um really held his own with Kenneth Branagh who's, like, you know, an amazing actor and just a a force to be reckoned with. And he didn't get lost in that.
0: Yeah, Kenneth Brenna tends to be one of those actors that, like, it does not matter what anybody else is doing on screen or on stage. Like, you just kind of have to look at him. Mm -hmm. And Leo is also one of those actors. And so when you had two of them in a room, it was like, uh, uh, but they it, like, balanced. It worked out really nicely. Yeah, because
1: you were supposed to look at Leo because he's the, act- the celebrity in the movie.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, um, And, like, Kenneth Branagh is, like, not a bad-looking man. Like, he's a handsome gentleman. Super handsome. But they made him so – like, he just made me want to crawl out of my skin in this movie.
1: They Yeah. They gave him, like, the worst wig of all time. Yeah, like something you'd find in your, like your grandma's attic—that's from the 1970s, like, <laughs> and that—that that she cut herself with like paper scissors.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Um, um, yeah. Neither but of Kenneth, our grandmas
1: were awake. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> let's let's just be. Let's like call it like it is, though. Kenneth Branagh is just basically doing a Woody Allen impression. Mm-hmm. He's not actually playing a character. He's just doing a Woody Allen impression. Absolutely. And it's a very good impression.
1: And I like him more than Woody Allen. <laughs> Yes, and this character is so despicable. He's so, so gross. There's uh, one part when he um, he's on a date with a supermodel because, of course, a supermodel would go out with this guy, this naturally like unsuccessful writer with a terrible wig. Of course, this uh, supermodel played by Charlize Theron is gonna be so into him, and this guy. She's, like, not really paying attention to him. She's not, like, engaging with him. But he doesn't care anything about that because all he cares about is that she's really, really hot. That's it. Like, he's so distracted by it that he crashes his car through a window because he's distracted by her beauty. It's so gross. And he's, why would she be with him? Like, she leaves, she's at this club and she's dancing with like a pro. I think it's a football player, a basketball player. Wait, the Knicks. Okay. So, basketball player, like a hot guy. And she leaves with Kenneth Branagh. Like, who do you think you are, Woody Allen? You think, I don't you're... think Woody
0: Allen has ever reckoned with the idea that attractive women spend time with him because they want to be in his movies, because he can do something for them. Yeah. I think he thinks they're just hanging out with him because he's cool. And I'm like, no, you can give them
1: things. Yeah, except that the, that the character, the Woody Allen character in this movie is hanging out with celebrities to get things from them. So he understands that dynamic. But I don't...
0: I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very self-conscious. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he gets
1: it. Is he, writing, is he writing the world he wished he lived in?
0: I have no idea.
1: Or is it the world he really lives in? I think he probably is the world he wishes he lives in, where all of this behavior is totally normal and okay, and everyone is just as neurotic as he is, and everyone is just as gross as he is, so it's all totally fine. So he just writes that yeah. world.
0: Um, Speaking of, of uh, gross realities, should we discuss the orange elephant in the room?
1: <laughs> yes, discuss. I, you have a lot to say on this, and I'm just gonna kind of let you let you go. So, go.
0: Okay. So, um, this is a movie about celebrity. It is a movie that, very casually, at the very end, asks, um, "What does?" it say about like
1: what do the people that we choose as our celebrities say about our societies no who who are the people we choose like why do we choose them and what does that say about our society that should be the question that this movie asked and answered that should have been the whole purpose of the movie and it would have been a good movie instead of if, being and about if, woody allen if woody
0: allen happens to be a time traveler he kind of got to it but i don't think he saw it coming that donald trump would become president no. so donald trump uh, because it has a cameo in this movie, he is being interviewed for like a New York celebrity gossip TV show, and he basically says that he's trying to buy St. Patrick's Cathedral, like the super famous cathedral in Manhattan near Rockefeller Center, um, and turn it into one of his hideous luxury condo buildings. And it like shocked me that he was in this. <laughs> I was I was flabbergasted. Why? Because Because the question is uh, that this movie asks is like, who are these people that we choose? And what does that say about us as a society? Mm -hmm. And not only did we have, we chosen this particular man to be a celebrity for our culture for multiple decades, he now runs the country. Mm -hmm. So it says that we trust celebrities. We have now become so close to celebrities through like reality TV, through the access that they give us on these like interview shows, like the one that he's on in this in this movie, um, and through like Instagram and social media and Twitter, we feel so close to them that we have forgotten that we actually don't know them, and we just trust them to do all the things.
1: And we and we believe the personas that they give off, which are carefully crafted. Yes, and we just like, are like that's like we totally we totally buy Leo's persona. We, we do we're like, "Oh, he's so great and he loves the environment and he's such a great guy because that's what he wants us to see." He
0: could be a total turd monster for Yeah, but now. we
1: just completely believe he's the best and he's our best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what people did with Donald Trump. They bought what he was selling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and but but the whole thing with celebrity and especially with television celebrities, which Again, don't be fooled. That's what Donald Trump is. He's a television celebrity. Television celebrities are a little different than movie celebrities. Television people are in your house. You feel like they are it's more personal. You don't have to go somewhere and pay money to see them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I always remember um, George Clooney, before he was a movie star, would talk about um, how people reacted differently to him than Mel Gibson. <laughs> I remember when Mel Gibson was the thing that people liked. <laughs> That's funny. Um, But anyway, so uh, one time he and Mel Gibson were on the same plane, and they got off the plane, and George noticed people going like, oh, my God, it's Mel Gibson. It's Mel Gibson. And at the time, George was on ER, and people would see him and be like, George! Like, they knew him. (laughs) And that is how you feel about celebrities, and they do that on purpose a lot of times. And even, like, movie celebrities now, like, they have to – there's a reason that Leo doesn't post personal things on Twitter and Facebook. And Instagram.
1: He's all environment all the time. He's all
0: about the environment. And it's because he doesn't want you to feel comfortable with him. He doesn't want you to come up to him on the street and be like, Leo, I saw that you were, you know, on a city bike again yesterday. <laughs> you know, and like, I it kind of irks me when people are like, oh, I just feel so bad for these famous people. They can't leave their houses. The paparazzi. Meh, meh, meh. And you're like, do not be fooled. These people want these photos taken. They want to be in the public eye. They are the ones calling TMZ. They are the ones having these photos taken. And then they sell them to us weekly for huge amounts of money. They're mm-hmm. selling their own photos. Like, do not be fooled. If you really want to not have your picture taken, like you're in as a celebrity, most of the time you are in control of your own exposure and your own image. There are times like when like Titanic, like where you just catch a huge wave and you just got to ride it out till it's done. And people are going to invade your privacy and you don't have a lot of control over it. But, like, no one is seeing pictures of Kate and Leo that are, like, close up of them, like, coming out of a restaurant.
1: Oh, you know, I... Well, I just saw one where... Of Leo coming out of a restaurant with his girlfriend, but it was taken from, like, so far away. It was, like, all grainy. He clearly didn't call, you know, and they were not dressed like they knew that people were going to be following them with cameras.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... I just, I think if this movie actually has an interesting question to ask, and in particular because Donald Trump shows up in it, about, like, how have we become so close to celebrities that we trust them to run our country mm-hmm. and the world? And think about it, too. Like, people are always like, Oprah should run for president. You're like, no, Oprah should not run for president. Oprah mm-hmm. is no more qualified to sit in that chair than Donald Trump is. Yeah. She's not. She has no qualifications other than being somebody that we like and relate to.
1: Yeah. It's true.
0: Yeah, and it gives you the being like I don't know, being a celebrity gives you completely undue and unnecessary power, unearned power. Mhm. But we also kind of now turn like politicians into celebrities, like the line is getting very blurred. And this is I'm going to make a weird argument right here, but I actually think this is where royal families are awesome.
1: I think oh because they are the uh, the celebrity and then they le- the politicians are left alone. Yes. <laughs> they are
0: the celebrity face. They are the public face of a country. Like it's it it's we ask a lot of our first family. To, they have to be celebrities and they have to run the country. That's a mm-hmm. lot to ask of a group of people. And it didn't used to be that way. It started with the Kennedys, that that was sort of the thing that we had. They had to be photogenic and charismatic and all these things. Um, But if you look at, like, countries that have royal families, their politics, I mean, with England as an exception right now, or the the Great Britain, but, like, a lot of times it's much calmer because politicians are just left to do their jobs. It's very separate. Like, they are famous people, but they're not celebrities. Like, people don't, Real, people follow Kensington Royal Palace online, but they're not going to follow, you know, nobody's following Angela Merkel online on Instagram. I mean, I guess they are. They probably are because the lines are getting blurred. <laughs> but I just, I I don't know. I think that if we had, like, royal families that have no power but are, like, figureheads of state, uh-huh. that it would be a better situation.
1: Probably. Taking those same questions, though, that the movie asked and transferring it on to someone we like as a celebrity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let's let's apply it to Leo.
0: Okay. So
1: why did we choose, why we as like a society? Because there's a lot of really good actors, right? And there are people who try are trying and trying to be famous and they don't get chosen to be famous, you know? Yeah. Like we don't take interest in them. We don't care about them. So why did we choose Leo to be a celebrity? And what does the choice of, what does the that choice say about our society?
0: Ooh, that's a really good question.
1: So I think that, I think Leo was chosen not only for the fact that he, he has, he's immensely talented, right? Mm -hmm. He's impossibly beautiful, Mm -hmm. which are two things that Americans love. But he also kind of like gives off something of like a normal guy. So he has this thing where, because like we call him our celebrity best friend, right? Yeah. But he's also untouchable. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he does that thing where we don't know that much about his personal life. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't post too much. He's not like all up in our faces all the time. But so we can kind of like, but he's not kind of like a, like an everyday guy, he seems. Do you know what I mean like that? Like he's got a dad bod. He's got a dad. Well, he didn't always, but he's like the coolest member of your friend group, but he's still a member. (laughs) (laughs) He's incredibly successful and he makes it look easy. But you can tell that he really cares about what he's doing. Like he has artistic integrity. He doesn't just do any project and he doesn't do things for money. And he uses his talents for good and his money for good. So, yeah, he goes and hangs out on yachts with models, which is something that like probably most guys would want to (laughs) do. But he also saves the environment. So we're like, "Oh, he's a good person, too." So he's just an everyday guy and he's a good person. There's also like, the
0: sense that like he's a really hard worker and that he like mm-hmm. because he's so talented, it's like oh, and he does all these movies that everybody really likes. It's like, "Oh, well, he he earned it." Mm-hmm. You know, he earned this somehow. His his efforts are public. We can see the fruits of his labor much more easily than we can see the fruits of other people's labor.
1: He's not um He's not the most nominated person to not have an Oscar. I mean, he has one now, but when he didn't, he's not the most nominated person to not get one. Who is? But people were outraged. <laughs> Who is? Huh? I don't know, but it wasn't him. People were outraged. And when he won, every like there are YouTube videos you can go on and watch people's reactions. People are crying, throwing parties for him and all kinds of things. We have a podcast. Like he, Something about him says like so what does that say about our society how does he represent us
0: oh my god you're asking me to like answer too deep of questions
1: just just answer quickly
0: (laughs) i don't know Mm. i have to think about that for a while i don't i i don't i hmm do you have an answer (sighs) see it's hard
1: i mean i think that it shows that we value people who come from because he came from like you know a drug, drugged out area in LA With divorced parents and whatnot And so we're like Oh you came up from nothing To become this really powerful person Like he's like self-made Yeah you know?
0: self- and he actually is self-made Unlike most quote unquote self-made men
1: mm-hmm. We like that And he does that have that artistic integrity That a lot of other actors don't have Yeah he's never done a superhero movie No he's not done a superhero movie And he's turned down superhero movies He was supposed to be Spider-Man
0: I also think that you get the sense that he, like, has a respect for what keeps him where he is. So, for example, he was offered the role of Patrick Bateman in um, uh, American Psycho before it was offered to Christian Bale. Um, And he turned it down because he knew that his fan base was primarily women and young women. And he didn't think that they would like the movie. And he also didn't want them to see images of him brutalizing women.
1: Oh, that's yeah. so nice. So he's aware of who his fans are. Yeah,
0: he's aware of who his fans are and
1: he's okay with he kn- it. Like he He knows who but he knows who butters his bread. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he knows who keeps the lights on around here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's obviously a really big question. Too big for this podcast today, too big for this episode, but it's a good question to think about, I think. Gentle listeners, if you have any ideas on this, send us an email with your ideas and um Hopefully they'll be better than ours and better than Woody Allen's because he didn't even attempt to answer the question. No, he he like
0: asked it as like a throwaway question at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, it was like if you blink and you missed it, like (laughs) she said it like when she's visiting a psychic, like, yeah, And you're
0: like, that's like a really interesting question. But instead, I've watched this like bumbling jerk off walk around and hit on people that are way too pretty and too young for him. For like two and a half hours. Instead,
1: I watched Woody Allen. Boo. What does it say about us that Woody Allen is a celebrity? I was just thinking that. Says
0: nothing good about us as a people. Nothing.
1: Nothing. No, he doesn't represent the best of society.
0: No. <laughs> I I this this movie in particular has made me believe that Woody Allen is possibly the most insufferable person. Yeah. I would have zero patience for him if I were in a room with him.
1: Worse than Donald Trump? I would just be like, no,
0: they're kind of different sides of the same coin, aren't they?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: They're both like self-loathing, self-loving people, but one has chosen to preen like a peacock and the other has chosen to like snivel. (laughs) It's like. um, But they're kind of the same person. If they were Disney
1: characters, like uh, Donald Trump would be the king and Woody Allen would be like his weird sidekick.
0: Yeah, he'd be like his creepy maid, his little, who, his like, little
1: gargoyle <laughs> comes to yeah, life, his little gargoyle. <laughs> All right, I've had enough. Who occasionally has a funny quip? But. <laughs> I've had enough of this talk about Woody Allen. Um, oh, me too, me too, me too. This was this, um, was, a this was a rough one. This was a rough one. Yeah, we're
0: very, we're very sorry. sorry. we it gets it gets better after this. Gentle listeners, don't abandon Next us. Next week is the
1: beach, so just hang out and just.
0: We won't judge you if you didn't listen to this whole episode, but you won't know that without listening to most of the episode. That's true.
1: We still have love for Um, you. Um, didn't... Okay, so how many Oscars do you give Leo?
0: I'm going to give Leo eight Oscars. I'm taking away two for choice of material.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm giving him nine Oscars.
0: That's generous of you.
1: (laughs) I felt that, uh, he did a really excellent job, uh, just in everything he does I'm taking that part out but I give him give him a nine
0: I mean he brings it every time that's true but I think we need we need to punish him for the choice of material okay he needs to know that this is not acceptable
1: (laughs) you can never work with Woody Allen again But I also
0: think working with Woody Allen is like a little, like it's like a a resume boosting kind of thing. Absolutely. Not that Leo really needed the help, but it's like, oh, I did a Woody Allen movie once. And then it's like he puts like 55,000 famous people in every movie. Everybody's been in a Woody Allen movie. I've probably been in a Woody Allen movie. No, he actually
1: needed to do this because um, after Titanic, he took a break for two years, basically.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, well, no, he did this. And then he took a break, but he needed to do it to like, it had to be something after Titanic and Man in the Iron Mask that was like, that kept him in people's minds and made him, legitimized him, you know, like, oh, he worked with Woody Allen. So when he came back two years later, he was like a big deal still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like not a movie that is geared toward teenage
1: girls. No. Well, I mean, every Woody Allen is geared toward teenage girls personally. But But I'm (laughs) trying. That was a sick burn, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just, I'm not feeling Um, this episode. I'm just like so. Well,
0: I have something fun for
1: us. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Um, I want to play a game that I did not invent. So I have to give a shout out to the inventors. Okay. um, Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger of the podcast Who Weekly, which if you're not listening, you should be. It's amazing they have d- divided up the world into who's and or celebrities uh, into who's and them's, mm-hmm. um, and the thems are a listers, like people that, you know, like Leo and who's are people that people say their name and you kind of go, who? And then they explain and you go, okay. And then Yeah, exactly. Um, so they have this game and I totally forget what it's called, but you basically come up with a them and you ask, do they know who this, who is? Okay, are you- And then you have to explain why. Now, we are going to play this game with Leo as the them. Okay. So, are you ready to play, does Leo know who, who is? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And you also have to explain why you, why you, your reasoning. Okay. Yes. Does Leo know who L King is? Yes. Why?
1: Um, I bet that he really liked that song, X's and O's.
0: Why do you think he liked that song? Uh
1: Pictured him singing it and like maybe his girlfriends were
0: into it. And you think he took the time to figure out who that is and not just be like, oh, another
1: hit from Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, oh, you mean like if I said L King, would he be like, oh, well, yeah, I know who that is? Or, yes. Okay, no, then no. I think that he's heard her music. I don't think he knows who she is.
0: Okay, I agree. Do you think Leo knows who Vanessa Hudgens is? Yes. Why?
1: Because she goes to Coachella, like, every year, and he goes to Coachella, like, every year. and But, but she- like,
0: do you think that they meet and she like, just behaves like someone who's famous and has people around her, and so he's like, oh, hi, nice to see you, but he has no idea who she is or why she's famous?
1: I bet he has no idea why she's famous, but I think he knows who she is. Okay, that's fair.
0: I actually think that he probably does know who Vanessa Hudgens is, because I think for most of his girlfriends, High School Musical would have been a really big deal.
1: I think that High School Musical probably came out when they were preteens. So, so they would have been super into it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, does Leo know who Derek Huff is?
1: Yes. Why? Because a lot of people say that they look alike. So I bet people have told him, like, you look like you and Derek Huff look alike. And you don't think he just goes, who, and then moves on with his life? Well, I think he maybe said, who, and then someone's like, the guy from Dancing with the Stars.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Also, Derek Huff is amazing. I know. Like, his dancing is amazing, and Leo considers himself a pop lock, pop and lock dancer, so I mm-hmm. think he has some interest in dancing, and maybe he's seen an episode or two of Dancing with the Stars with his mother. Oh, Maybe. And then she's like, well, you should be on this. And he's like, no, I'm a real star. (laughs) He's like, I don't have to do crap like this. Like, I don't have time and I don't need to.
0: (laughs) He's like, mom, I own two houses. I bought one
1: for you next door. We don't need to do this.
0: Um, I'm sure he has more than two houses. Oh, I'm sure he does too. Uh, One last one. Does Leo know who Jonathan and Drew Scott are?
1: Who are Jonathan and Drew? Oh, the Property the Brothers? The Property Brothers. Uh... No. No? No, I don't think he watches HGTV.
0: You don't think his girlfriends do either?
1: No. I think that oh. they watch, uh, the Kardashians.
0: That's definitely true.
1: And that they are not really into, like... Because, like, when you don't have to improve your own home yourself, it's not as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when well, you could actually hire people to just come in and do all that stuff it's but not that's like you're, what you're the watching... property
0: brothers is they're hiring jonathan and drew
1: well i know but that we're excited to watch it because we're like that would be so cool if they could come do this for me but she they could just be like hey can you just like hire this dude to come do this and he'd be like sure so it's like not it's not a fantasy oh. it's reality
0: Okay, so what you're saying to me is that HGTV is poor people television?
1: HGTV is poor people television. All right, fair enough. <laughs> if you fair watch enough. HGTV, you are not in the 1%. No, you are not. You are not. Um, all right, that's all I've got. All right. Do you have anything else? Oh, no, I'm just really glad this one's over because I was not looking forward to it. And I think I hated it more than The Quick and the Dead. Um,
0: definitely. The quick and the dead was was at least laughable. This was just yeah. boring.
1: Well, except for Leo's scene, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but the movie as a whole. Yeah. No. What was that sound effect? What?
0: Is that like, is that like Roger Rabbit's way of saying no?
1: No, it's the way I just said no. Oh dear. Oh dear. No. Oh god. <laughs>
0: Okay, so now that the hotel rooms have all been trashed and all the group sex has been had, it is time to end the show. In the meantime, you can find us on iTunes and PocketCasts. Please go subscribe, rate us, leave nice reviews, and help other people find the podcast. We can also be found on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Talk Leo Pod, and our website is letstalkaboutleo.com. Our theme song was composed by Blake Schmidtberger, and the rest is just a Meredith and Laura production. Thank you so very much for joining us to talk about Leo. Join us next week when we discuss the Leo cult class neither of us have ever seen the beach the beach and real quick before we go um we said we would give a shout out to whoever the first person was to leave us a nice review on itunes and that person is uh goes by the the uh handle Eoweezy, and left us a very nice review so yeah thank you so much we hope you're still listening you're our favorite gentle listener right now
1: i can't even believe that we don't know you if we maybe we do. Don't if, ever tell me that you'd know who you are though because if we know you because I'm like so excited that there's a listener.
0: I know, you made us feel really good. Um anyway, yeah, please have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Go watch the beach. It's going to be great.
1: Don't watch celebrity. Yeah, don't watch celebrity. It's if you want to see it, just google Leo's scenes, honestly.
0: Definitely. Solid recommendation. Yeah. All right. Yep. Peace out, boy
1: scout. Bye. If
0: I wasn't a celebrity,
1: would you be so nice to me if I didn't have cheese like every day Would you still want to be with me if I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things Would you be so into me if I wasn't a celebrity Lately. I've been a little thinking about the things that satisfy you It's making me wonder about the things that you do see in me I hate the way you like to say man man. Baby, what's the deal? I thought you wanted me for me Say what you mean Mean what you say Push me away Cause I ain't got no time to play So I say I Celebrity, 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 celebrity. What about you are having a good time living the life that I laid out for me. Constantly splutching, spending my money on everything you see. It would be different if you had something Maybe like a J.O.B You need to get your thing together, yeah Stop running games It ain't about my fame thing. If things weren't in the way You'd be gone a long time ago So I say listen to wasn't a celebrity Would you be so nice to me If I bring my cheese like everyday Would you still wanna be with me? Celebrity yeah. If you really love me You try and show me That it ain't even about my name, my name. But you tried to use me They like to fool me So it can never be the same, be the same. So Now I'm leaving you behind Found somebody who can love me for me And that's all I need, yeah Ooh. Celebrity, celebrity Celebrity, celebrity It wasn't enough Celebrity, celebrity Celebrity, celebrity Oh, oh If I wasn't a, if I wasn't uh, If I couldn't buy no no diamond rings, I still want